When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, you guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Temple of Who podcast. I am your co-host, Coach Maples, a.k.a. J. Mapes. Here with Kings. Kings is in the Bay Area. Got his fresh cut. He out here. I see him. (laughs) What's going on, my boy? Man, we back home, man. Good to be back. Tapping in with folks. Been tapping with more people. Get some work done. But, uh, man, it feels good to be back home, y'all. For real, for real. You up in a link with my guy for a meal or something, man. Definitely got to see my boy, man. Before we get started, man, I just want you to know that Andrew Wiggins missed the second free throw. And then the Spurs came down and hit a three, man. (coughs) Are you ready? Are you ready to admit? The agenda has won. <laughs> told you anything that happens afterwards does not matter. <laughs> okay, so you hold on. Just, just as I suspected, you hold on. <laughs> you hold on. I respect it. I, I expect no other. Um, we are starting out with, with that team, though. Just, you know, bad news on top of bad news for the, the Warriors late this past week. Uh, first off, Steph Curry, uh, Marcus Smart, the, the freak diving accident on a loose ball, um, sprain foot for Steph out at least two weeks. Um, I suspect they're going to play it really cautiously and, you know, push it maybe towards the edge or the playoffs. I'm sure they want to get a couple games in before the playoffs. Um, that is going to hurt, obviously, in their, you know, mission to hold on to that number two seed. Memphis is right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a game and a half. Uh, actually, they're behind Memphis. They're number three right now. There are actually two games. Just Duke games in front of Utah, who was playing a lot better uh, lately. So you're talking about possibly the Warriors dropping to to four in Steph's op, uh, absence, which means you get you know Dallas or many in the first round, and then possibly get Phoenix in the second round, which is a, just a very tough road to to where they want to go. Um, on top of that, the next couple of days, James Harden. Uh, his knee is not responding to the up rampant activity. Uh, they shut him down indefinitely for the time being. At game 71, I'm assuming that's for the season. Uh, in a couple of weeks, they probably have to send him back to the G League again. By the time he's done that, there's just no way he's going to make a playoff roster. Um, let's let's start with with Steph going down in in the meantime. Um, what, what do you think that means for the Warriors going forward? That's so close to the playoffs, just terrible timing. So, yeah. what, what what do you think that does to the Warriors? Yeah. For, for right now? Well, first, you want to hope that uh, Steph can come back and uh, be healthy when he does come back. Uh, in the meantime, he needs to teach others how to step up offensively because they, they've been needing to find ways, creative ways to generate offense uh, outside of Steph, um, outside of Jordan Poole creation. They've been needing to find ways to generate offense. So they need to, you know, get that aspect going. Um, it, it's just tough because... You know, it's been an injury-riddle-filled year. Um, they were banking on certain guys to fill certain holes for them that were hurt. 
Um, no, Wiseman stepped back means there's no chance of them of adding any real size to their roster at all. Um, so they're just going to be rolling with Looney and Dre and hope they hold up, hope their bodies hold up. Uh, then you have Steph off of injury, so you have to pray his body holds up. You know, Clay's, you know, he's still working through the fact that he hasn't played in two years and he came off two major injuries. Yep. Um, it's, it's a lot. Uh, it's just not – I wouldn't be shocked at this point. I wouldn't even be shocked if they didn't make the conference finals just because of how much injuries they've dealt with. If you're going into a series against Memphis, for example, and you're just battling health against that team of youth and size, it's going to be tough. Uh, and that's, you know, that's assuming, you know, Memphis even gets it to the, to the second round. There's still some good team. I mean, Dallas is a great team. Uh, I, don't, I don't think they're in that bracket. They, I don't know. I'm not sure if they can catch Memphis. Uh, can they catch Memphis? I'm well, looking at it right now. I'm Dallas sure. is – Five and a half games. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think they'll catch it. So the, the yeah, so I don't think they'll. Yeah, my, my prediction right now is the Warriors end up fourth if Steph misses two weeks because Utah is at. Four. Oh yeah, Utah. Utah's pressure. So so actually, my my point does still remain right uh, because yeah, the Warriors could fall to four or and or five. So my point does remain like you don't want to play Luca in the first round, um, undersized with uh you know just no like you know what I mean with with no real health for going for you. Uh, you, you're going to be concerned about your body's holding up and you're going to have to be playing uh, Luca ball, you know, and then they have good uh, creators that help keep Luca off the ball in the Dinwiddie and Brunson. And then you have the fact that all of Dallas is playing defense now. So yep. it's, it's, it's a recipe for disaster against Dallas. It's a recipe for disaster against Memphis. If they play those two without being, having good health, they could easily go home to any of those two if they're, they're not healthy. Um, and at this point, with all that's happened with the health issues and the uncertainty, I'm not I'm just not sure they were going to be able to beat Phoenix. You know, like I just at this point, I have to go pick Phoenix to go out the West. Right. I, I think that was the thing, too. You just um, everybody's been looking at that series. You look at it in the in the in the scope of, you know, how they match up with Phoenix and it just feels like that that 2016 feeling where they're good when they're healthy, but you just fighting injuries every single, you know, at every point, and, and and it adds up. Man, that that the timing of this just couldn't be worse. And I'm with you, man. It, it, so if they drop to, if they drop to four, play Dallas in the first round. I actually got to ask you, man, because your boys have started, you know, started four and thirteen in Minnesota. Since then, they have the. The fifth best record in basketball since that since that point in time. Uh, do the Warriors even want that fade in the first round? Because that is well, they don't. That, exactly that. That's what I'm saying. So that's what they would play right now. So it was like, you want that or you going against Luca Ball? Like that's kind of where it looks like it's heading. Um, Minnesota's not going to be a typical six seed with how they because they just started off terribly, but they're really tracking like a two or three seed given you know how they're playing since a rough start. So like from from that end of it. Do you want Dallas or Minnesota, or you know, the Warriors don't care? They just want to get healthy. Yeah, and then with Minnesota, the only that I said the main thing we lack is um, you know, we lack some we lack uh, rim protection, obviously because you know cats not rim protecting. We don't have that rim protecting uh, for. But Vanderbilt and uh, and those guys they be they be hustling. You know what I mean? Like they be hustling, make a lot of them. They be hustling, so they be trying to make up for it. Um, and like crashing the rim and attacking and uh, contesting shots. And uh, Pat Bev is a pest. He's going to make sure he's, he gets on ball and guards his man. 
and we, and our offensively, you know, between D'Lo, Pat, and, and then all the shooters around them, man, it's, it's it's a problem. Like, you know, we're a problem. So, and then we have a great coach, you know I mean? He knows where to put guys where they need to be and get and get guys their, their shots. You Look, know, I remember that's, that, that was a great call. I remember when they hired him, he was one of the highly touted guys in that yep. offseason with the last round of job openings. He yep. never got one. So they were able to get him in midseason before anybody else could could tap in with him as a replacement. So, yeah, Finch, Finch right? Yeah, yeah, Finch. Yeah, yeah Finch. Finch, Finch, and, Finch. And, and I love the hire as soon as that happens. Ever since yeah. then, we've been playing better ball. Like, since we hired him from last season, we finished last season strong to this season, you know, uh, getting to where we're at right now. Like, man, it's been a great turnaround for us. Yeah, I got to shout out Cap, man, because everybody was talking about how him and D'Lo wouldn't work. And, you know, they proved when the hate is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't. I won't say cat because it's always cat's always been uh cat's always been uh you know cat's always been uh that he's always been a talented enough. I want to shout out D'Lo because I did not expect D'Lo to be like this defensively. <laughs> right, this right, right. This, this calm and collected. He's a he playing like a vet. So I have to give the, uh, credit to D'Lo. Uh, and you know again Vanderbilt, Nick Laughlin. Uh, uh, Nick Laughlin is tough. About me, I much I meant mainly McDaniel's. McDaniels and Vanderbilt, just great guys that compete inside. Uh, you know, like they're, they're tough, uh, very long, very athletic power force that kind of give us some pseudo rim protection just off hustle. And then obviously, you know, having Beasley coming back and shooting and, and competing and helping us with the scoring as well as uh, as defense on the perimeter, along with Pat Bev. Like we just got, we have a lot of good pieces that are young and, and they're developing in the roles that they need to be in and, uh, I just hope we, it just, just keeps going. We just keep getting better. Yeah. One thing, last thing I want to ask you about while we just, you know, kind of organically shifted to your Timberwolves and talk about Pat Bev, man, because you hear the way those guys talk about the mentality that he brought mm-hmm. to the team. You may not see it statistically, but all the guys there talk about the effect that he's had on that locker room and how they just approach night to night. So they'll speak on what you think Pat Bev does for those guys on a day to day basis. Bro, he's just the he's that vet that instills confidence in these guys that we we like we can really we can really be here. You know how Ant brought that mentality last season. It's like, oh right. man, we like, it don't matter who these who these dudes are. We we can compete with anybody. But Pat Bev brings that. He's a vet, so he's he's a vet. So he's a he's older. So he, it's one thing when you hear from the young guy who you think, oh, he's in over his head. And when you hear from the veteran who said, nah, we can ball. Like, you got this skill, you got this skill, be over here. Let's communicate on defense. Like, we, we can get these guys. And, and then he, you see him busting his, you know, his ass, and he's guarding guys 94. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to uh, put pressure on the ball when he's on ball. He's trying to fight through screens. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's infectious, especially for a young team when they see uh, their uh, vet put that energy. It's like, man, we got to bring that energy. We younger than him. You know what I'm saying? And so, and then, obviously, answer the guy who competes, so he's going to – you know, try and match that all the time. So it's like Pat Bev was a perfect vet for us because he brought, you know, again, he brought the energy and the tenacity and the IQ defensively from the vet perspective. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't from the young in over his head perspective that Ant kind of has. You know, Ant, I love Ant's bravado, but again, he was young. It's like Pat Bev brought it from the veteran's perspective where guys will actually listen to him because he's been in the league and he's played in so many different leagues in his journey. Everybody knows what Pat Bev's been through. So it's like him coming in there is just instilled that from a veteran presence. And uh, it, it's a perfect – and him and Ant are perfect compliments, again, to, to D'Lo, who, I, man, I'm shocked. But he just seems to be the calming presence in the locker room, steady, even keel. 
uh, doesn't seem to be overwhelmed. And it's just, he, you know what I mean? Like when it gets to the close games, he knows what to do, where to get to his spots, get guys in their spots. And he's never, you know, he just never feels overwhelmed. It's, it's crazy to see he's playing like a, you know, combat. And then we have, so we have the D-Lo combat. We have the Pat Bev, the rowdy vet leader, loud leader. And then you have Ant-Man, the young vocal, uh, you know, star who, who's, who's going to bring that, that swagger. And then you have Cat, who's the unicorn, you feel me? And, he, and he's, and people are saying he's waited this long to get a tough guy image, but Hey, I'll take I'll take what Cat doing now than over what he been doing for the past you know how many years he been in the league, man. I'll take the fake tough guy label, bro, because he's competing now. So and he dropping fifties and sixty. Hey, I'll take it, bro. I'll take it. You got to say right. So after Joker and and B, Cat's got to be your third best center this year, right? <laughs> this year, yeah. clearly right. It's got to be, yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing that team in the playoffs, man. I think they just they they figured out things. They have clearly have a better roster than Denver. And I think they might end up hunting for that fifth spot, man. You know, Dallas has lost a couple in a row. Uh, they're the Minnesota's nine and one their last ten games. So I, I think they might end up fifth. That's what I'm going to guess. When I guess Minnesota ends up fifth. Hey, you told I told you I pushed the agenda. On you. I told you, I told <laughs> you, you man. I said we're going to be different this year. I told people. Yeah, that that, that that's tough, man. Um, so going back to the the Warriors side of this, so with the Wiseman injury. Do you think that team, the Warriors, regret not putting all the chips in at this point? Or they will regret. I would say don't regret. Lacob obviously has his plan where he wants to compete and preserve their future at the same time, which is mm-hmm. kind of towing a dangerous line. Do you think maybe they regret not cashing in at least the Moody and Wiseman picks for him? Let's say you keep coming, guys, the Timberwolves pick. You know, do they were will they regret not cashing in Moody and Wiseman for, you know, help now to help them win a chip? Yeah, you know, I think for them it's like, you know, based off how this season's going, how well they played, um, I think that they would have if they could go back on it with how Wiseman looks now, they would probably been much more aggressive in getting a big, uh, while Wiseman's stock was higher. Um, they needed <laughs> to just get like a serviceable big. I don't, I, like I went like since Wiseman had so much potential before coming back from his injury, it was you could at least got like a decent star just trading him alone. You know what I mean? Not even coming off anything else, just because he's so young and so raw in talent, you could have got a decent star just off his off yeah, him alone. Yeah. Rashawn, you know, a Rashawn Holmes type, or shoot, you know, even Miles Turner. If you package like a, a second, or you know, what I mean, or a late first with with Wiseman, you know, what I mean, you could have got Miles for it. So it's like. Now that you know they see Miles, you see the—I mean, you see Wiseman, you see the setbacks that has happened. It's like, you know, what I mean, it's like you just—you kind of just as from their end, they're disappointed. You know what I mean? It's right. like expected. You know, and I get it. You know what I mean? I, I think Kaminga is going to be a star. I think we both agree Kaminga is going to be a star. I think we kind of both said this oh, in yeah, summer. Yeah. In summer, we saw him in summer league. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. he—he's got you know special potential, but man, like not. Cashing in, you know, Moody and Wiseman, man, that that, that just feels kind of unfair to that to that big three. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we both talked about how much is going to be on Dre's plate for this playoff run off off a back injury, man. Uh, he's gonna have to bang with some big boys for for, for some rounds, man. Him and Looney. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. But I'm not a uh, I'm not too you know too thrilled from the Warriors' point of view right now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's talk some March Madness, right? Not some March Madness, but this is like an NBA pod. But, you know, we do we do discuss prospects um, now and then. Uh, let's, talk, let's talk some of these main guys. Uh, let's go check. You know, the Gonzaga, big fella, seven feet yeah, tall, yeah. 195 pounds. Um, what what have you seen from him in, in the tourney as, as far as what you think will relate or show on the NBA floor? As, as he's obviously, I think he's going to you know, declare for the draft. Um, the one sixteen game is usually a, a wash except for one time in history where Virginia folded. But. Against you know Memphis, I, I saw some good things and some bad. Things. I'll let you go first before I respond. Um, what, what do you think about Chet? You know, as far as transferring to to the big leagues next year. Yeah, man. I mean, just looking at what I've seen, fluidity. He can really run. He can really run at that size. Not awkward at all. So that's going to translate. He has confidence in his handle. Um, it's not awkward at all. That's going to translate. He's only, I think he's only going to get better the more he keeps working on it and getting drills with it. His shot, he has a nice shot, nice form. That's going to translate. And what I like about him, too, defensively, he knows how to use his length. He knows how to time his jumps, and he knows how to position himself. Um, he has a lot of tools, man. He has a lot of tools that are going to be NBA level. His only his only thing is just getting his body. Yeah. <laughs> getting his body to match the skill that he has. That's it. I think that's it. And if he can get the body to match the skills, you know, he, he has he has unicorn type of skill set. Uh, it's a lot of big, not a lot of bigs. It's it's we're seeing more bigs have uh, these uh, high high end bigs have that now. Um, I don't know what's in the water with the big men right now, but they just all developing at, you know, at like these big men prospects have been coming. They've been developing at a crazy pace with the skill sets and, and, you know what I mean? And just learn, knowing how to play the game, but yeah, Shet, he has it all uh, for what you want from an NBA big offensively and defensively, but it's just getting his body to match it. And then being able to keep all those skill sets as you bulk up, get bigger. You know what I mean? Like, is he, is he going to keep his fluidity? He's going to keep his handle. He's going to keep a shot. You know what I mean, that, that was those type of things. So being able to match the body to the skill set is going to be the key for him. Yeah, I, I agree. That was the same thing I saw. Um, just he's already an excellent help side defender. Uh, the instincts coming to help, knowing how to use his length, you know, to make up for him not being the strongest guy. I think that's going to be, you know, useful for him as he figures out where he's going to play early on until his body develops. Um, I think the weird thing is, you know, Gonzaga plays him at center on defense right now, and there's no way he's going to be able to do that at the NBA level next year. Because uh, he's just going to get killed at 195 pounds, so it'll yeah. be interesting to see how he's used early. Like probably, my guess is probably at the four. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Start out because they put him at center in, in the NBA. It's just, it's just, it's going to be too much for him to get hurt or just get beat up every night uh, at some point. So I do love the potential. I think when I watch him, I kind of remember what you said about Jalen Green, where it's like. You'll see flashes, but until the body gets all the way there, you won't see yep. the, the full product. And I think it's like an extreme version of that because 
He's seven feet. And he's not even two hundred pounds, bro. It's yeah, just like all. It's just, it's just like all skill. He just has no choice but to bulk up, and I, I think he will. So, I think going against Zaga uh, was good for him. I think the G League would have been real tough, you know, dealing with all that physicality out the gates. So I think he made the right decision uh, going to Gonzaga to, you know, to, to prepare his body first before going right to the to the NBA level, um, you know, body, you know, body types. Um, let's talk about my number one, uh, Jaden Ivey. That's number one on my uh, – Going crazy right now. Yeah, that's what <laughs> – I just think, you know, that, that quick twitch athlete, just a, a combo guy, explosive athleticism. Uh, he really sold me now. Now that the three-pointer is above 40% on high volume after, you know, high 20s last year. Tell you, he's, he, he's, that shows me he's a worker. Yeah. I just think he's just, man, that next, that, that crop of guards, that, you know, that DeJounte Murray, Jalen Green, those younger guys, even, you know, hard to invoke John Morant. Like, that's a special type of player. But you can see that mold of, you know, hyper-athletic guy. If he gets a jumper, it's going to be impossible to stop him. I'm just seeing that um, in, in him. And he's even competitive defensively, which I like a lot. Like, yeah. he defends. And that's that's a big thing for me. If you sit down and defend and show you're a two-way player, I think that shows a potential to be a, a franchise guy, you know, and, and possibly, you know, lead, lead a contending team. So... What have you seen from, you know, Jaden Ivey? Yeah, man, super, super explosive athlete, man. I guess up and down quick. Um, but I think the main thing that popped out to me was his size. Yep. I was like, bro, I, I looked at it. When I, when I seen him, I was like, how tall is bro? And then he was like 6'3". I was like, bro, he built. Like, he is built, and he is fast, and he's yeah. explosive. And I'm like... When you have that type of build with the skills he already has with that size, it's just honing in at that point. It's just repetition because right. he, he already has his skill for his frame. So it's just maintaining, keeping your body right, adding a more, you know, building on it a little bit here and there, you know, adding your strength to it, but main, you know, main, doing mostly main, maintaining and adding your natural strength as you grow, but then mostly just honing on your skills because you already have a game that's that uh, that fits your your God giving your know, physical talents. It's like you just gotta keep working at your craft every every single year, which he sh- has shown. You no know, second year, like you said, shot high twenties percent from three. This year is over forty, and he's doing it off the bounce. Yes, step back, yes. you know, catch and shoot. So I see why everybody likes him, man. I, I, I watched the tape, uh, some of the tape. See why they like him, man. He 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 has it. And in a in a in a league where perimeter uh, playing perimeter creation is so valuable, mm. a guy like that with that size, it's hard to pass him up, man. If, yeah. You know what I mean? Especially, especially in a league where you know, because Chet is great, but he's not he's not NBA ready. He has a he has a I mean he has like skill sets I think could be really useful down the line, but he's not NBA ready. And also, this is a draft that has a lot of bigs. So right. you know, with, with that with those two things said, like it's. Perimeter talent is already was already at a premium. I think in this draft, it's even at a higher premium. I think for the simple fact that Jaden Jaden Ivey is is like a top level perimeter talent, and he's the clear cut best perimeter talent in this draft. And there's not that much in this draft. I think he probably will go number one off that fact alone. Right, right. I, I definitely see that. Right, you know what I got shades up too. I'm watching him. 
and a lot of people, a lot of the our younger listeners probably won't won't remember this guy, but the Baron Davis, that at six three, two hundred pounds, six three over two hundred pounds, just super explosive. Yep, uh, that's kind of the shades I got looking at. Like even like maybe maybe I think um, Baron was more of a bowling ball, and Jay's more like a quick quick twitch guy. I'm just talking about the general explosiveness in, in a big guard. That's kind of who I got. I got shades of you know watching him. So I'm definitely yeah, he's my number one. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to who gets our number one pick. Man, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if Detroit gets it because they have K, where they will go. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's, it's what's where they have K. Yeah. Three. Hey, honestly, I would I would I would get I would get both of them. I would do both. Mm. I'll do both. <laughs> because like, bro, like. You know what I'm saying? Like you have Jaden K with Sadiq. Like man, I, I would do. I would run all three. <laughs> I mean, like it, you, that type of perimeter talent. I, I think you know it works because K to six eight. So you might yes, be right. K to six eight. Exactly. You have K who's basically a wing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like for them because K is so talented on perimeter and he's a wing. You can get, you can get like a, a another explosive guard and Perry. Like it'll make sense. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Even Sadiq is like six seven. Yeah. I mean, those are wings. You know right. what I'm saying? So you can get, you can get though, you can get that guard. You know what I mean? And, right. and have that guard, and have that guard come in, and now all of a sudden you're building a team where you're, you know, Jay Nivey probably your smallest guy on the floor, and you have like, you know, Sadiq six seven, you have K who can be a pseudo point guard six eight, you probably have a a a, a power wing at six nine, and you have a big rim running big. It's like, that's, bro. Like if I was the Pistons, bro, I, I would honestly get Ivy. I don't think. If, if if you want if you if you're the Pistons and you lo- you want like a long term build in terms of you're not you're not you're fine with slowing it down I can see you taking Shet for sure I think long term he has a nice complementary skill set with uh, Cade but uh, I just think that I think that you with how many bigs are coming in you might be able to find a quality big that can fit that rim runner arc defensive archetype. And then pair a bunch of explosive perimeter guys around that that are very big that can all compete defensively. I think you could build something special with the Pistons if you draft Ivy. I really think so. Um, I, I think Chet should be somebody who goes to like somebody that like you know New Orleans or like a uh, Charlotte should be targeted. I think that would be more of a Chet spot. Should. Right, and it's weird because I, I'm not even sure Chet is not even my number one big. Like I, I'm a big Jabari Smith guy. Like I get shades of like a more he seems like a a more physical, aggressive, you know, Chris Bosh. You know what I mean? And that and like that's scary to me because you know Bosh's thing was he wasn't super, you know, assertive. And mm-hmm. I think Jabari has that potential. So I'm, I'm, I think Jabari's my number one. Jabari's my number one as far as the bigs go. Um, let's talk about Paolo because he's like the controversial because he was number one for a minute this season. He's kind of dropped a little bit. But dude, from what I've seen in attorney, man, he's, he's competing. That's what I said. Hey, I'll tell I'll tell you this right now, because you know I'm a I'm a I'm a, D, I'm a U fan. Right. You know I just watched that Auburn game. Yes, I'm I saying. Heard you talk, I heard you talk about Jabari. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, I watched this. I watched this yeah. game now from beginning to end. Okay. <laughs> I seen this game yeah. from beginning to end, bro. <laughs> it was not. I didn't like what I was seeing. Yeah. So okay. I liked what I saw from Paolo, though, man. He's a physical. Um, you know, everybody gets Randall vibes from him, but I think with Paolo, he's has a he has a better motor coming out, and I think he's much more uh, active defensively. 
Yes. I think he would make the project a lot better than uh, uh, Randall. I think he's he moves. I think he moves laterally a lot better than Randall did. Yeah. So I think that'll just that'll help him. Uh, uh, you know, develop in a better way than uh than Randall has. But I mean, I can I see what I understand the Randall archetype. You know, yeah. uh, power four, very good offensively. That plays a big a bully ball uh four offensive game. Offensively, he's gonna be he's gonna he's gonna translate like you want to be like Randall offense as a four. Uh, maybe with a uh, obviously have want to have a better jumper, but you want to be like Randall Four. Randall's very productive offensive, but I think defensively, I think that's where uh, uh, Paolo's gonna have a chance to separate himself and be more impactful than a, a Julius Randall because he'll be able to you know be able to guard. And I think also you want to add in the difference between six ten and six seven. The NBA level is a lot. Like Randall's six seven, and Paolo's a legit six ten. You know two fifty. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he's yeah. just a, he's just a terror to deal with on on, on the face up. Um, what I like, what I look for, like the numbers don't move me so much at the college level. As far as like, I look for little things like you know, defensive activity. Do you embrace the moment? Like when I I saw Paolo take the game by the the horns when they got when when Michigan State took over, him going to the cup with the big boy move you know, under the end of the court getting that big time, you know, block and recovery in the clutch, like stuff like that moves. Okay. He, he doesn't run from the moment. I think stuff right. like that translates very well to the NBA level. And <clears throat> a lot of these guys are, you know, a lot of it's going to depend on where these guys end up as fits. Like, are you going to end up in Oklahoma city, Orlando, mm-hmm. Detroit? You know what I mean? A lot of it's going to map going to, uh, going to <clears throat> depend on, on things like that. So, I'm high on this top floor, man. I mean, maybe not a, a superstar in here, but I think there's some star players. In you know what I mean? Like, there's no, it's not like a Tatum you will find. Or I, I think Kate is is going to be a superstar at some point, but maybe not that level of superstar. But I think there's a couple. Maybe Ivy. Maybe I, I see that in Ivy a little bit. But I yeah, I yeah. but I think I think some very some stars to some to some solid players. And yeah, I think that's what this draft yeah. is. Yeah. So who's somebody I know you've been watching, you know, your guys at the U and a couple of the games, but anybody in this tournament you think that was under the radar that possibly, you know, got themselves drafted and made themselves some money or might open your eyes like, hey, he could possibly, you know, be a solid player at the NBA level. Anybody you want to point out like uh, at that, like that? I mean, I liked, I liked how uh, my guy uh, on the U was a uh, I like how he was defending, bro. Uh, I think it was I think it was I think it was Anthony Walker. I was Anthony Walker, or I think it could have been uh, what was his what was bro? It was I think it was like light, he was light skin. I think it might have been um, yeah. I think it was I think it was Miller. I think it was yeah, I think it was Miller. So I think it was I think it was Jordan Miller. Jordan Miller was was playing at a high level today. I thought you know what I mean. So I I think he could I think he could be solid. But even then you know it. it it's one of those things where, you know, you have a good turning run, you know, you're playing good defense, but it's like, you know, you, the whole tape from the whole year has to, has to match. Right. I, I did like what I saw in Ohio state from, um, I did like what I saw from Ohio state from the, I think it was the guard. What was his name again? Uh, uh, it started with a B. Uh, I think, I think, I mean, let me pull, let me pull this up. I don't want to mess up his name. Cause he, he was, move, he was moving me a little bit. Uh, Brandon, Brandon, yeah, Brandon was Brandon, Brandon was looking yeah, good. Brandon, he was, he was getting Brandon. his game off. I, I I thought he was getting his game off. Looked very comfortable. Looked very solid. Looked like he could be like you know he kind of he kind of remind me of one of those you know off the bench type of guards. 
you know, like the Monte Morris's, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like the, uh, you know, probably a lesser version, a little bit of Brunson. Uh, right, somebody right, right, who's right. very, he's very solid, even kill. Like he, he's a Derek White type. There you go. He's like a Derek White type of guard in terms of he can come in, be a solid guard, give you 12 points, hit, a, hit, some, hit some threes, maybe, you know, create some plays here and there. I think that could be a solid <laughs> role player piece. Uh, I, I, I like I like him. I like what I saw from him today. Yeah, I only saw a snippet to that Auburn Miami game, but I saw yeah, Barry was uh, three for sixteen and one for eight from three. That's why you saw. <laughs> well, he was he was he was nasty. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's mainly one guy. I thought he was kind of fringe uh, all year. Jamari Bouye out of USF. I, I thought he was like a friends draft guy, but if I'm just looking at it, I started paying attention more. His pulling more of his highlights and watching him dig deeper into his sets. That kid's a fringe first round pick, man. He's definitely getting drafted. The guard of USF, just a mm-hmm. spectacular game. You know, opening day against Murray State. I think, yeah, like, I think a lot of like good. a lot of people said that team, those two teams are not supposed to be seated like that. But the committee just kind of frowns on mid majors, so they kind of got matched up. But that, those teams both could have made a run. Like that was just a special game. You just, it's not just the numbers. Like, there's a pro way to how he gets his money with the, with the right. step backs, the change of space, um, scoring at all three levels. I think that stuff matters. It's really a lot, really a lot of, you know, Fred Van Fleet, you know, type stuff. I think he could be nice. a really good, you know, guard off the bench and possibly could, you know, develop into something else. But that, that kid's a pro, man. And I'm not talking about an overseas pro. He he can play in in the NBA, you know. Um, also, my final thing on this tournament, I tweeted this. I saw about five centers that will come to the Los Angeles Lakers and start next year. Yeah, <laughs> he could have used a lot of them. I so many Obviously, college not the NBA, so a lot of this is hyperbole. He used a lot of them, boy. But you're looking at the games like if the Lakers have somebody who could just do that, they'd be so much better. But it's just Dwight and whoever else they decide to play there whether it be Stanley or LeBron at that point. Um, Kings, real quick, LeBron did pass Carmelo for second all-time on a scoring list. I uh, feel like it was a special moment. just wanted to give you a chance to speak on that. They did lose the game. They fell to 10th today when the Pelicans beat the Hawks. So it's getting touch and go as far as they're even, if they're even going to make the play-in. So just real quick, let you talk about your GOAT. Hitting that uh, number two all time, man. It's like this. This is it's a it's a crazy thing to think about. Um, we watch somebody become the number two all time scorer, um, one season away from becoming the number one all time scorer. It's, it's one of those things where it's just like, man, we 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 really watched it happen. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> like we watched it happen from beginning to end. Uh, you know what I mean? Like a lot of us, a lot of us younger folks didn't watch Kareem. Know, even some of the older people older than me, they didn't see younger Kareem. You know, no, that's, like, that's, that. like, that's like Coach Ricky G who watched, right. you know, I mean, he was able to see the whole thing, you know what I mean? And obviously, we, you know, we, we, we don't want to think about the other dude who was number two. You don't, you know, try to, you know, try to leave him off any type of all-time <laughs> discussion for obvious reasons. But even then, it's like a lot of the younger crowd, you know, I mean, like a young, like my generation younger didn't really watch, you know, him in the 80s like that. So it's like, for LeBron James to do it's like that's somebody everybody right now who you know I mean 20 and up got to watch for most of his career from beginning or, or most of his career from beginning to end of his you know what I'm saying so it's like 
damn, like we really about to see somebody come into the NBA and leave with the all-time scoring record. Like that's just crazy to think about because I, I was looking at Kareem Jack. I was like, man, I don't know if this will ever get broken. I don't know if anybody can stay that durable. I don't know if anybody could put up that many points from beginning to end. But LeBron James, 20 going, he's going to be going on 20 years, averaging 27. I mean, that's what it took. You know what I mean? So that's what it's going to take to break what LeBron does when he, when right. he leaves. So it's like, What a hell of a career, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all, that's all I keep saying every time I see his accolades get broken. I'm like, what a career, bro. Like, that's all I can say. Yeah, I think the the wildest part, uh, like, as soon as he broke it, the next day people were like, well, you know, Luke was going to be on his way. I'm like, bro, you have to understand, it's not just the production. It's the amount of care he put into taking care of his body. The amount he put into taking care of his body. The, the same Luca that come in out of shape every that's day? That's what I'm saying. That's what I was like, you understand, it's not just about skill at that point. It's discipline, uh, being willing to put in the work after, you know, you accomplish so much and constantly getting up to prove you're to be great every day. Like that type and, of and stuff I, matters. And I want I want to give you I want to tell you guys, I want to give this to people. This is Luca Gaines played first four first four years. His rookie year when he averaged 21. That was the most games he ever played, 72. Obviously, we had the COVID year where he averaged 29, which was 28.8. He played 61. Last the last year he played 66. This year, he's probably looking at 60. Yeah, he's at 55 right now, so he's probably looking at 65, 66. 65, yeah, yeah, yeah. 65, 66 games. I'm going to go ahead and tell you what, what LeBron James played and, and what he was putting up. LeBron James' rookie year, he played eight, 79 games. He put up 21, 79, put up 31.4. Fourth year, 78, put up 27.3. Fifth year, 75, 30. Sixth year, 81. Like, he was playing games, bro. Like, <laughs> he was playing games and producing. Like, people don't understand, you can't miss games. Like you have not only do you need to produce and not only do you need to stay healthy, you have to play. You know what I mean? You you right. have to play games. And you and like even remember that year at Cleveland, this last year in Cleveland, where everyone like everybody left, uh Kyrie and, and then Love was but uh, was booty, and then he still carried all of them to the finals. <laughs> he played 82. He played, I think he played all 82 that year. Yeah, he played all 82 that year. Man. All 82 games. So it's like, bro, you gotta play games. Like and, and for Luca. Always coming in out of shape, having to play his way in the shape. That's why he gets these ticky tag injuries that he ends up having to take time off of and then having to heal himself. Like, come on, bro. It's not just like you said, it's not just the skill, it's not just the averages. You have to discipline, take, take care of your body, and you also have to be able to play these games and be available. And we also have to see how Luca reacts when he goes on a deep playoff run. He comes back the next year. Because yeah. LeBron was doing this off deep playoff runs. He was going to the finals and coming back, still produced at the high level and still playing games. Like, can if if you expect Luca to compete, go into the playoffs, have have a success and win some, some chips or go into some finals runs or some deep conference finals runs, can he come back the next year and play 78 games and, and still produce <laughs> at a high level? Like, you know what I mean? You have to. These right, things right, without right. Hurt, like these things matter. Like people don't think about these. Like those aren't a given. That's why the records haven't been broken. Like, right, right, right. I think Bill Simmons. I think Bill Simmons said it too. He's like they all thought Carl was going to break uh, Kareem's record, and he ended up not doing it because he fell off too, you know, too much at the end. Like it's never a given. Right. So seeing LeBron go for it and be able to actually do it, man, it's going to be crazy. Right. And real quick before we get out of here, Lakers dropping tenth. Are they going? To make the play in Kings, I don't think they want to. 
I think LeBron <laughs> is comfortable getting his numbers and them losing and then him taking the summer off. Right, so these are the next these are the next five games. Give me their record. At Cleveland, home against Philly, at New Orleans, at Dallas, at Utah. That's the next five. One and four. <laughs> at, best. <laughs> at best. They might be cooked if they go one and four. That's so you know. They might be cooked if they go one and four. That's at best. Ooh. All right, you guys, make sure you follow and subscribe to Pod. You can hear King's disgust with the Lakers. <laughs> make sure you follow, subscribe to the Pod, uh, leave us feedback, uh, rate us, uh, talk to us on the timeline, things you want to hear. We will be back on Green Room midweek. Uh, you guys love that. We love doing it for you. It's going to be fun. Make sure you tap in. Uh, you guys be safe out there, Kings. So you got one it off when we get out of here. March Madness, what you got? You know, I, I, I just I just realized today when I was watching the games, like, wait a minute, of course, I'm going with Miami. You feel okay, me? Okay, that's right. Kings is a that's big it. fan. Uh, that's it. I had Baylor winning it, they folded round two. Uh, they tried to make a miraculous comeback, didn't get it done. Um, I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna say Coach K rides out in the sunset, man. I, I, I'll, I'll go with Coach K riding out the sunset. I, I'll tell you what, they, they don't want to see us again. <laughs> they don't want to see us again. They don't want to see us again if you want that. That's all, all right. right. <laughs> all right, so y'all be safe. We out of here.